0: Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank descriptions of sex, and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy. Oh, Bonnie, you are beautiful, and you are beautiful here. Uh, Good to know. It's... It is like, Valentine whispered, some secret valley, where you are pink and supple, and ever so lightly stippled with pale gold hair, and in the heart of it, there lies a bud of some hungry flower that wishes to bloom beneath my VALENTINE! Bonnie's astonished squeal ricocheted from rock to rock before finally fading. What are you doing? I'm describing what I see. You are not. You're waxing poetic about my arsehole,
1: Claire. Neil. Claire. Neil. We stop that right this instant.
0: No, I have to continue. No, we
1: have we have to do our podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, our podcast. Well, not nah, we just 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 read this book for, out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start it. Chapter one.
1: Chapter one.
0: <laughs> this is now audible. <coughs>
1: <laughs> Except don't sue us, anyone. <laughs> Hi, I'm Neil.
0: And I'm Claire.
1: And this is FMK Lit.
0: Where we read two romance novels.
1: A straight one and a queer one.
0: And then we play fuck, Mary kill with the characters.
1: We certainly do. Also, all the spoilers.
0: So many spoilers.
1: If you don't like spoilers, if you are a Neil and you don't like spoilers, just pause, pause this. Go buy the books, read the books, come back. We'll still be here. We will w- We will wait for you patiently and diligently until you come back. And then we will spoil everything that has already been spoiled.
0: On the other hand, if you are a Claire and you enjoy being spoiled, absolutely continue on, my friend.
1: <laughs> okay, I I feel like it must be said, I enjoy being spoiled. I am an only child. I just don't <laughs> like spoilers. <laughs> I also growing up was the youngest on both sides of my family so (laughs) yeah Uh, anyway um, Claire yes we read some books what are those books what is the theme what is happening what are we doing
0: we read something fabulous by Alexis Hall and the switch by Lindsay Sands
1: great and what was the theme
0: twins
1: but not twin
0: not twin this is very important
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you're here for twin pause it go read a book about twin and then come back and we'll spoil a completely different book for you <laughs>
0: indeed
1: <laughs> um so but before we get into it claire yes what has got you hot and bothered Harper pride. Harper
0: pride. I put up my pride flag, which I'm very excited that I have a house now, uh-huh. and I have a front yard, and I can fly a flag, and I am flying the, the pride flag, and I am very happy about it.
1: Great.
0: That's it. I'm just hot about it. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm looking up all the different pride things that... Um, the Pride Parade in San Antonio doesn't happen until the end of the month, so mm-hmm. um, so it's a long ways before that. But I am looking up other Pride events and other things that are around. Other
1: so. queer spaces that you can gate crash.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was actually talking to. Um, Oh, I was talking to my boss the other day. Like, oh, what are you going to do for Pride? And he's like, I mean, I don't do the parades anymore. I used to go back when it was about queer people and Pride. Now it's just about straight people getting drunk. And I'm like, yeah.
0: Yes. Um, so I'm going to say, like, and I think this is kind of important. But, okay. So all of the marketing and things for Pride that is, you know, happening in, say, Target or whatever, I think... It's, yeah, no, it's, you know, come on. Like, if you're going to be, if you're going to support Pride products, then you have to also have greeting cards that say happy birthday from husband to husband or um, happy anniversary from wife to wife or they, them cards as well. Things like that. Like, just the stuff everybody else has all the time and doesn't think about it. You have to have those products too. Like, I think... Pride branding is dumb when it is only for this month. Uh, All inclusive branding for the rest of the year is the goal. But (laughs) I will say in states that are um, under siege where people are being uh, persecuted so much I think this is now a time where, like, straight people allies do need to fucking buy those products, and they do need to fucking wear them, and they need to go to the parade and add to the numbers. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. they need to show up and show out because, but act like you've
1: been somewhere at the parade.
0: you've been somewhere and and that's
1: one of my favorite things i've ever heard someone (laughs) say to someone act like you've been somewhere it's i love it it's so good
0: don't just take your girlfriends to the the drag brunch for one of your many bachelorette like party parts that is not showing allyship uh yeah give give the gals money obviously but be chill and act like you've been somewhere
1: um (laughs) as you say
0: (laughs) but also just do all the other things like go to places that sell uh lgbtqa plus books Mm -hmm. (laughs) even if you don't buy those books you know Go to the places that sell them. Go to places that are owned by LGBTQ plus people. Uh, They put out flags because they have to right now because they're scared and everything's bad. So you know where they are.
1: (laughs) Did you hear about... Go to
0: a gay bar uh, when it's not too busy. Get a beer. Have fun with your friend. And leave when you're no longer welcome. It's
1: fine. (laughs) Did you hear about what happened in Target in... I forget which state it was. It was somewhere in the south. Because the new, the new thing now, the new—I mean, not so new—but like the annual conservative dog whistle now is people on TikTok being like, going around Target and being like, "Isn't this disgusting? All the the ways they're indoctrinating our children." Yeah. Uh, anyway, so then um, uh, Target who. Uh, Lodz itself for being supportive of LGBTQIA plus folk um, caved and decided to move all of the pride stuff to the back because they were worried about the violence that might happen. So instead of, you know, pressing charges against people for being violent towards other patrons and their staff, they just decided to move everything to the back where it could be hidden and safe. Yeah. So that was fun
0: yeah that's no good although um it's also possible that they wanted to make those bigots shop on their way back to being angry (laughs) about
1: pride (laughs) well that's the thing i mean like i I was listening to an episode of attitudes about this and like the point was made they're still gonna shop at target because in a lot of places where people people are kicking up a kind of fuss like this your only options are target and walmart yeah So what else are you going to do? And Walmart has pride stuff too. So like you're not going to not shop at places. Anyway, me, you ask.
0: Yes, I was about to FYI. Great.
1: Mine is actually very similar to yours. Um, So there in terms of where to spend your money this pride month, there is a person, group of people, social media presence of some sort i, d- I don't know how at a called pride knights as in shiny armor knights and um they post a lot of really beautiful artwork and it's this sort of idea of like you know protecting ourselves and other lgbtq plus people um, and it's very sweet and very, very wholesome. And I'm about to drop a link in the chat to they have designed and you can now pre-order a set of gorgeous playing cards where each face card is a different identity under the LGBTQIA plus umbrella. And they're they absolutely Beautiful. beautiful. And then each suit also has its own theme, like flowers or stars or diamonds. Well, diamonds is diamonds. And then the number cards, you lay them out and it makes like a castle image and they're absolutely beautiful and you can pre-order them right now. They come in silver edition and rainbow foil edition. They won't come out until November, but you can pre-order now. That's Pride Knights, K N I G H T S dot com, and they're not terribly expensive. And I was like, "This is gorgeous and beautiful," and I'm excited to forget that I ordered this until it shows up in November.
0: I just know I'm going to go to a party next year, and someone's going to read my tarot with these cards.
1: Yeah,
0: and I'm looking forward to it.
1: They're so beautiful.
0: They are. They're very pretty.
1: Um, see, that's in what's the got me about.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, available for a limited time only. FYI, everybody get on this.
1: Yes. Oh, the king of of hearts is gay pride and he has frogs all over him and it's super cute. The queen of hearts is lesbian pride. She has a fox. And then um, all the knights are wearing billowing capes that are the flag of that identity and they're just absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: it's great. It yeah. is great. So I'm just plugging that.
0: Yay.
1: Yay!
0: All right.
1: Should we talk about some books?
0: Let's talk about some books.
1: The Switch by Lindsay Sands. When they first meet Lord Jeremy William Radcliffe, Charlie and her twin sister Elizabeth were escaping from their uncle taking turns acting. Sorry. It's a hyphen but it should be a dash.
0: Yeah, it's bad.
1: Let me start it over. When they when they first meet keep all this in, Christine. When they first <laughs> me, when they first met Lord Jeremy William Radcliffe, Charlie and her twin sister Elizabeth were escaping from their uncle, taking turns acting the young gentleman to avoid detection, but Charlie couldn't help falling head over heels and out of a window for the handsome lord they're all dashes but they should be they're all hyphens but they should be dashes and I have to like do mental gymnastics to make that work. Of course, that was only at the beginning. Lord Radcliffe insisted on showing him and her lovely sister to London. But how could he do that? With every touch Radcliffe seemed unknowingly to incite indecent desires in Charlie and his fraternal interest was certain to land her in a fine mess. Though it was a great game to play a boy, there was more fun in being female, and after one brush of his fiery lips when her guise was gone, Charlie swore to be nothing but his fiery woman forevermore. That's that's what the book says.
0: Wow, it's been so long since we've read a back book cover that is wrong. That's
1: all, it's almost all lies. Okay, Claire. That is
0: incredible. Claire yes
1: that's what the book says it's about what is this what is this book about
0: okay so there is Charlie and her twin sister Beth and they have been contracted to marry these two asshats they do not want to marry them
1: and well one's an asshat but Lord Carland is he's gone through three wives in like three years because he's Terribly abusive.
0: Yes, they keep dying.
1: Yes. So that's important that is important. It is important. I have to say the premise of this book is amazing.
0: Okay. Okay. There's so much wrong with this book, but honestly, the tomfoolery that happens is sometimes so fucking funny. No.
1: No. No, you're not no. giving it that. No. We I expected like at least 75% shenanigans. We got maybe 15% shenanigans. <laughs> I am underwhelmed I am by the shenaniganery.
0: Fair enough. There was a lot more talking than I expected.
1: We skip over... I mean, sorry to jump in. There's a part where Beth leaves for a few days, so Charlie has to be both the brother and the sister in the same... in Radcliffe's house for three days. And I'm like, I am so excited for all the shenanigans. And they skipped and it! They skipped the whole thing! They skipped the whole thing! Honestly, I was like... I want a Miss Doubtfire moment. Yes, that could have been the whole, those three days could have been the whole second half of the book for me. And I would have loved it. And I would have believed it. I'd be mean, like, they fell in love with three in three days. Yeah, sure. I don't fucking care. Because Charlie was playing Mrs. Doubtfire, throwing her voice between two uh, adjoining rooms. Like, that's all I wanted. And we skipped it. And I was I so angry. Know. So instead we got a villain monologue that had nothing to do with anything.
0: Oh my God. That was the most insane part of this
1: book. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Claire, please continue.
0: Okay, so Charlie and Beth are escaping from their uncle who has run through the entirety of whatever money they had left after their parents died and is now selling them off to a murderer in an ass hat so that he can gamble more and do whatever the fuck he wants with money. These two are not up for that. So Charlie uh, puts on a man's outfit seemingly two wigs at some point, like the, the writing was so poor at one point I was like, is she wearing two wigs? Because this does take place during during like
1: oh god. No. 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 This book doesn't know when it takes place. It
0: doesn't! It keeps saying tis all the time and I'm like it stop comes, it. Okay. Stop
1: it! Okay. So we are led to believe that it is Georgian uh 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 regency because when we get the villains monologue he's named george after the king right and king george the that would have been the third the king george the second was like the middle ages so we're like oh okay so it's either georgian or regency we're assuming regency based on the cover Sure, whatever, great. But then they say tis. There's one point where they say Mm syrah, which is like Shakespearean. There's a point where uh, they talk about a unit of um, a coin, like a denomination of money called a groat. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of that before. That's because it was only in circulation from the 1300s to the mid 1600s. Right. And then there's a part where they're talking about like, oh, I'm wearing a farthingale. And I'm like, what's a farthingale? No, they meant like bodice because farthingales were again like the 1600s so maybe it is the the second george i don't know i don't know this book doesn't know they're like old englishy things regardless of what century it was also there were typos and this is like an avon book i'm so upset
0: i know i was like this feels like it should be like way. Better, I don't know. Okay, no, George II was from 1727 to 1760, so I think it could have been then.
1: Okay, but yes, but uh, half of those references were not true anymore by then. They like the groat was taken out of circulation oh, no, in like no, no, the 1660s.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. They're still like completely wrong. The only point I'm, I'm like getting on is what it is. Again, uh, you are correct. And so now she is wearing two wigs because she's wearing the wig of like a boy. And then she's wearing the wig that men wore back then as fashion.
1: Because she also has waist length hair that she just puts down the back of her shirt. Yeah. It's like fucking why I don't know,
0: and she has apparently the biggest boobs that were they're
1: totally both t-t-t-t they are so skinny as to look emaciated except for their giant bazongas
0: gigantic boobs that they're very easily able to just tape right down with or bind right down with some unknown binding that the author decided i'm never getting into what that is specifically uh anyway Anyway, so one's a boy, one's a girl.
1: Charles is going with the boy. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and as they are trying to escape one of the inns that they are staying at with their uncle at the time, I believe, uh, they are seen by Lord Radcliffe escaping, and he's like, "I'm going to be helpful." So he comes over, and he's like, "What ho?" <laughs> what ho? "Uh, you can't just like traipse off into the into the darkness like he finds like he listens to their story quote unquote which uh which charlie spins out of half lies half truths and it's like well we're escaping our uncle because my sister beth is going to be married off to this murderer and um and we've got all of my parents jewels and we just want to trade them in and she says we're going to do that we're going to go to london And then be part of the season when really they want to go to their cousin's house. When I was just like, why didn't they just tell the truth? Why why did we have to go through this whole rigmarole? Because we're gonna go to London from here. I'm just gonna say like stuff happens, but the most important thing is Lord Radcliffe decides to pretty much adopt these two waifs.
1: (laughs) Which I mean, to his credit, he's like, oh she's supposed to marry that guy yeah he's gonna murder your sister because he is a garbage person monster goblin we can't have that i will escort you you seem unfit to protect yourselves i will escort you to london and then on the way he's like oh that's right you don't have money or a place to stay or know anyone just stay with me and i'll i'll look after you Yeah, which is very nice no
0: he's totally chill about that and uh he's like young charlie boy you and i shall go into town and we will exchange these jewels and gems for money which you can spend on things (laughs) and then we'll go and we'll go places and i will take you places and in his head he's like and this man is very missish he says this several times very missish so i will also take him to a brothel so that he can learn the ways of manhood and other places where he can be manly which I think is a fun setup. But, so the brothel.
1: <laughs> right. Just... And it does. I also will say too, jumping ahead, when Radcliffe finds out that Charlie is Charlotte. And, he, and, you know, of course, they're in love with each other. And he's like, oh, my God, I took you to a brothel. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And that scene of him remembering all the things that they did together when he thought she was a man mean his reaction to it that scene was everything i wanted it to be yeah that scene was great
0: that scene was great i mean and it's because like jeremy lord jeremy william radcliffe is essentially actually a very nice man
1: he is does he? he's a little grumpopotamus but he's
0: a grumpopotamus does he have a bit of a gay panic in him yeah but also also though here's the thing I like, I did not like his extended. I cannot possibly like a boy because boys are yucky, <laughs> but I'm super attracted to this boy. And then he does come, like, he does be, he does come around to, like, okay, maybe I like this boy a lot. And he sort of accepts that about himself, which I think is really nice.
1: Yeah. So, I, I enjoyed, basically, he's attracted to Charlie, regardless of which sibling she's playing. Uh-huh. So he has this sort of like, he's like, oh, shit, I'm attracted to the brother. What do I do? What do I do? And then the next day, it's like, oh, I want to fuck the sister. Everything's so fine. Everything. No, I want to fuck the brother again. And what I appreciated was that when he was freaking out, it wasn't like, oh, because it's wrong to be gay. It was very much like, I am... 28 years old and this is the first time I'm feeling this about another man and it's very confusing and shocking and I'm trying to figure out what to do and I also appreciated that it's like oh because the, the, the brother looks like the sister I want to fuck the sister that's what it is that's what it is and then the narrative is like this was a convoluted way of explaining things and he decided to go with it I was like yeah thank you for, for acknowledging that narrative no, but yeah I, 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 I kind of appreciated it was like it wasn't gay panic it was like panic of identity
0: Yes. That's and it was fair. handled that fair
1: fairly well, except that what I found super weird is that when Charlie was Charles, she was never attracted to him. We never heard her being attracted to him. She was only attracted to him when she was being Beth. Yes. And I found that very bizarre.
0: That was weird. That was very
1: weird. And she's Charles from most of the book. So most of the book, we don't hear about how she feels about him. Except they, like, make out one time and she wants to fuck him. And that means they're in love. Because this is what? A straight romance.
0: I mean, she's a little attracted to him the first night that they have to spend in the inn together. There is... I really Oh, because he has a great the, ass. He's a great ass. I really did enjoy the scene where um, she she's going upstairs to her bed to what she assumes is her bedroom and they're told no 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 he could only get two rooms and one is for beth and the other is for uh the two of you and she's like the two of who <laughs> and it's and then they're like oh no you be whaty uh you and lord Radcliffe and she's like why would we be together and I was like well it would be indecent for you guys to be one of your best. Yeah, be
1: it's more like Beth. why do you want to share a bedroom with your sister? That's weird. That's
0: that's what's weird. You guys
1: Charlie's like, "Oh shit, you're right." Uh, uh everything's fine. Uh uh uh
0: Yeah, and so then she's got to spend the night and he's like, "Aren't you going to get undressed for bed?" And she's like, "Yes! I'm just like waiting for you to do it." And he's like, "Okay, weirdo." And he just Takes off his clothes. He's like, "Did you want?" It? Oh, and he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. It's because you're, tr- you don't have a nightshirt. shirt. Do you want to borrow mine?" And he starts taking off his shirt, and she's like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> <laughs> what uh, there were
1: there were there were a couple moments, both in that scene, and then there was another scene later where Charlie as Charles got super drunk, and like, um. It was like Radcliffe didn't, for some reason, Radcliffe didn't feel like undressing him for bed or whatever. And then also in the inn, it's just like, oh, he just didn't ask questions about it. And that to me is just like very lazy writing. Yeah. Because I would have, I, what I really wanted to happen was for him to see the binding and assume that it was like dressing for a wound. And he's like, oh, now I have to take even better care of him because he's injured in some way and he's too proud to talk about it and blah 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 or like oh he really does look like his sister like he is he's a lot more feminine than I thought he would like maybe that's why I'm attracted to him that he is very feminine even though he's still a boy like all these really interesting things that could have happened and then just didn't because the author didn't know what to do about Radcliffe seeing Charlie undressed too early yeah so, though I did appreciate that same night that they were in the inn and he woke up and they were like cuddling and he was very hard about it. Yes. And he's like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And then at one point, Charlie like gets up or like is still asleep or something. And he like, he looks at Charlie's crotch. And it was like, Charles is not hard. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's just me, so apparently I'm the only one with these weird feelings. <laughs> he does say that later. He's like, I don't know why I'm attracted to Charlie because, I mean, Charlie's not attracted to me.
1: <laughs> Except yesterday I was attracted to Beth, but today I'm attracted to Charlie. I don't know what to do.
0: Poor Lord Radcliffe. So, I don't know, it, because this is a longer book, a lot of things happen in it, so gonna I'm going to try s- to skip ahead a little bit. Yeah. Um, we keep wonder- getting
1: derailed and by that I mean I keep getting derailed <laughs> sorry
0: Um. so yeah so really the plan is that the two sisters are just going to stay with him and they're going to turn in their jewels they're going to uh, participate in with the tawn and with uh, uh, which is also another reason why it could not possibly take place in any other period than the specific time period uh where they didn't say tis and the and all of that because the ton was actually only for a very specific time period anyway <laughs>
1: anyway but in one of the few good ideas that Beth has, she's like, but if we go and get married then we can't marry those other guys yes and Charlie's like fair 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 Meanwhile so, Beth has uh, they 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 ran into some, this family like on the way into into London and she's obviously in love with Thomas
0: right so it's another pair of siblings lovely. so Thomas and his sister and his sister is immediately in love with Charlie
1: yes uh, uh,
0: I don't remember her name but she's got this huge crush on Charlie Larissa? something like that she keeps something following like her around and Charlie's like oh, are all women this awful and I was like right, no Evan? it's she... just you you're a terrible
1: person <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's something that I'd like to talk more about on its own this sort of like you know like F- feminist moments that Charlie has That felt very flat um, But yeah it's sort of like You know Charlie learns to stand up for herself But then meanwhile she has this Chat with this girl Who's like 14 And it's basically like oh no, no 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 You have to pretend like you're not interested That's how you get guys to get into you You have to like leave me the fuck alone And then I'll want you Go away now And I'm like What no, that's that's not what we should be telling young girls. No. I, we should be telling young girls, I'm not interested in you. It has nothing to do with you. It, it's just not going to work out. So go find someone who is worthy of your love. That's what you need to do. Go I forth. I would
0: have appreciated that moment if it was played more for comedy. I think,
1: I think it was supposed to be, but it didn't read that way.
0: Because it was... <sighs> because it was interminable. It was like 10 pages long.
1: It was so long.
0: And honestly, like if Charlie had just been told by somebody like, oh, you have to go for her because she likes you so much. So we're just gonna set that up. So the two of you have to be together. So if she had no other choice but to pretend to like this girl. (laughs) And so then they're finally alone. This girl wants to be kissed. Charlie doesn't want to kiss her. And then she goes, I have to tell you uh, I don't like women who I uh, who f- fall all over me. I like to chase women. And she's like, oh, really? And then Clarissa runs off. And it's like, oh, good. Take care of chase her. Chase me. Chase me. That would be fucking hilarious. And then like all <laughs> during that fucking picnic, Clarissa's just running through the trees. <laughs> and I was like, where's Clarissa? And there's just this like white linen gauze dress like flitting through the trees. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> i like, tired so how far exactly should I run before you like me
1: <laughs> and then in the meantime she meets a nice young man who like is desirous of her attentions and then they run off together exactly or whatever super because, because also Clarissa gets dropped from this book oh yeah it's like no 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 Pretend like you're not into me. That's how you attract men. And then we never see her ever again.
0: Never ever again. It would have been hilarious if every time after that we ran into Clarissa. Clarissa sees like Charlie and goes, ah. And then, like, leaves the room quickly because she wants her to be interested in her.
1: And, like, she 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 means, like, literally chasing. Yes! She's like, ah! We see her. We, we look out a window and she's, like, running out of the manor house into the woods. <laughs> looking very determined. And then all of a sudden she has amazing calves.
0: Well, yeah, and then later someone asks, like, so... So, you know, now that you know the truth that, you know, I've always been a woman, like, what are you thinking? And she's just like, to tell you the truth, I got really into running.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's not ladylike. I enjoy it. <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been great.
0: Oh, God, that would have been so funny. But that oh. was a lot of this uh, book's problem. Like, Like, every beat could have probably been five pages shorter (laughs) like and and for some reason it was like the writer would get herself into a position like this fyi we're at the brothel he's taken us to he's taken her to a brothel because he wants to man her up Um, she is left with a bunch of prostitutes who are super into her but she's like not into them she doesn't know what to do um, she ends up with the m- head mistress of this brothel, the madam, the madam, who is like, "Well, it's always me. I always get the boys." and I'm like, "Why
1: is this?" <laughs> she's person? like, "Call blimey, i break in the youngins."
0: Yeah. Sure. Um, And then in a what could have been a very funny scene, she's like, "Oh, she's like, oh, so you like a bit of rough, do ya?" And she takes out a whip, and Charlie's like. <laughs> they're just like and then it, it becomes this sex farce comedy in this bedroom which honestly I was on the verge of enjoying if it only didn't last as long like right it, every one of these scenes lasted longer than my ability to believe that they were actually happening
1: <laughs> um
0: so it was just like oh it just became like it just sucked down in the, in the weight of its own like preponderousness so then she runs away, Charlie runs away and from that room and runs into another one where she discovers a girl who's being kept there against her will and she's like well i can't let this happen so that's the first time charlie acquires a runaway which will happen three more times five more times in this book (laughs) and
1: oh god the one of them is real dark the cook and her kids
0: so dark
1: oh my god
0: oh god that was horrible
1: (laughs) yeah so i'm just gonna bring it up because it doesn't matter to the plot at all um but so uh Radcliffe gets it in his head that Charles is going to become addicted to gambling. So he decides to teach him a lesson by taking him to a casino to make him lose all his money. And then magically, and this was beyond the realm of, of believability, that Charlie just like keeps winning all fucking night long. Because
0: it also and, lasted too long. Like, if I know. it only lasted like five times, I would have believed it, yeah. it was all fucking night.
1: Yeah. And there was a guy at the table who, like, Charlie watched him bet away the last of his money. And she's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Just quit. Just quit. I'm like, you can also just quit. And then she is outside and there's this woman outside with her two small children and she's pleading with the bouncer because she's like, oh, my husband's in there and he's gambling away his paycheck and the rent is overdue and blah, blah, blah. So he comes out. Of course, it's the guy at the table that Charlie has been observing the whole time. And he turns to his wife and is like... I'm sorry. I love you. And he just walks in front of a carriage and gets right murdered. There,
0: just like smashed.
1: Well, not murdered, but killed. He just kills himself. his
0: wife and, and children and our heroine uh, and love interest.
1: Right. I was like, what? So that's how they get a new cook.
0: <laughs> this, this lady.
1: It became a job interview.
0: And she's just like, okay, sounds good. And immediately falls for the butler. So that worked out fine.
1: Yeah. Stokes is the butler. He's fun. fun. I enjoyed him. He was very, he was very grumpopotamus along with Radcliffe at the beginning, but then he like lightens up a lot quicker. So there are scenes where Radcliffe is like, Stokes, what are you doing? And Stokes is like, but the puppies. Because
0: uh, when they go to this garden uh, party picnic uh, and Charlie and whatever the girls Colette or whatever the girl's name was they're off and she says run away from me and Colette finally does and then Charlie keeps walking and she runs into a farmer who's trying to drown a bunch of puppies and it takes a really long time for her to like talk him out of drowning the puppies and then she has to pay for the puppies and Radcliffe has to pay for the puppies and everybody's upset about the puppies and then finally like Radcliffe agrees to take them home and now there's puppies the rest of the book.
1: And then we hear about them twice. They sometimes
0: cause adorable problems and sometimes do not. And they're what causes the cook to be fired. Okay, guys, I cannot tell you how much unimportant stuff happens in this book. So here, okay, very quickly, we're just going to talk about the unimportant stuff because the plot is dumb. So so again, it's, it's these... These, two, these twin sisters are switching back and forth and they're trying to get hitched up. Beth, f- Beth finally talks to the, don't interrupt me yet, Neil. <laughs> we're gonna go off the rails again. I'm just gonna get the plot done.
1: <laughs> I'll be quiet.
0: Beth and Henry, Beth finally tells Henry everything. Henry is like, I'm totally in love with, whatever, Thomas, Thomas Henry, this guy we're not going to talk about a great deal. <laughs> uh, finally agrees, or not finally, but it says, I don't care. I love you. Let's figure this out. They, they go off to Gretna Green. They're gone for three days. They come back. Uh, by that point, uh, we have to be very worried because we've there's been a blackmailer during this tri- during this period who's been bothering them and causing issues. And the blackmailer's back.
1: Just the twice.
0: Uh, like Charlie goes again to talk to the blackmailer, goes with the girl from the brothel who's been acting as their lady's maid, pretending to be Beth. <laughs> uh, they're kidnapped there and taken off to Gretna Green where they're gonna marry the two, be forced to marry the two assholes shenanigans ensue because Radcliffe and the entirety of the household in several in a very funny moment all travel up to Gretna Green to try to save them Uh, they do there's some switcheroo problems there's it gets a little Shakespearean with who's who who's the girl who's the boy finally they're married the bad guys are taken off and that is the end of what should be the book and then the book continues (laughs)
1: And we have the uh, the repeated beat exactly the same for something that doesn't matter at oh, all.
0: Uh, and then the blackmailer returns, which is insane. So <laughs> the blackmailer returns. Okay. Now, again, I have to underline, even though I know I'm sorry, listeners, like you're like, what you just rushed through that what could possibly important to say nothing else is important to say the book is over but there's still 20 percent more of it left
1: i literally highlighted it It was like how is there still 20 percent left of this book
0: so the blackmailer so like charlie and lord jeremy radcliffe are happily married And by happily, I mean boredomly married. Like, he's off doing bullshit, (laughs) like finance stuff, and she's in the house going like, I knew being a wife was gonna be fucking boring. (laughs) And they're just sitting around, the blackmailer returns, he's like, show up with money or else, and she dresses like a boy again, and goes to go, like, find him. She finds him, and it turns out, he's this member of the tawn, like, of the elite who she danced with before and she thought was kind of handsome and he's insane.
1: <laughs> he's also um the brother of uh Radcliffe's late sister's yes. husband. So Radcliffe had a sister, she and her husband were both killed this is the husband's brother that we meet once before he's like, now I will do my villain monologue. Yes.
0: he murdered Radcliffe's sister and her husband because he murdered the husband so that he could try to talk the sister into marrying him so that he would get all the riches. And eventually he was going to murder Radcliffe so he could get all the riches. But that didn't work out because he uh, shot both the sister and the husband and was like, oh, that was a dumb... I was only supposed to shoot one of them." (laughs) And now he's got to figure out some new plan. And he knew right away that Charlie was uh, a girl pretending to be a boy because he had seen her in the brothel and was like, oh, that must be one of the new whores who likes to dress up like a boy for some of the clients who like that kind of thing. And then later saw her at a dance and was like, oh, it's a lady. (laughs) (laughs) and then he's like now I end oh she's with Radcliffe I've got a plan (laughs) and my new plan is to blackmail them catch them in a trap murder Radcliffe and then after she's married which is going to be at some point he just assumed in a way plot hole and then he was going to marry her to get all of Radcliffe's riches (laughs)
1: Yes. Claire, you forgot the oh most God. important part.
0: what's
1: oh, it? He's a bastard stun oh, of the king.
0: Right. So that's
1: Except none so of that, that matters. matters. None of that matters. They never go to court. There's never court intrigue. They never worry about it. it, it none of it matters. That whole plot did not matter even a little bit. Like... There was the first time they were supposed to have the drop-off with the blackmailer and it got interrupted and then they they saw the blackmailer run off and they're like oh we got to figure this out and then the book didn't talk about it for like i don't know 70 percent of the book and then it was like oh they had gotten a message the other day saying that they had to meet today so that's what charlie was doing it's like oh so it was so unimportant that you didn't bring it up earlier and then we have the exact same beat of everyone in the house trying to figure out where Charlie is so that they can all collectively go and save her. It was the exact same thing, except it was a, a brothel instead of a country inn. Like, it was it was the exact same beat. I was like, why are we doing this again? Am I taking crazy pills? No,
0: the author did.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right before she wrote the book. Yeah. <laughs> Like like there was so much fun possibilities in this book that it was just like so many missed opportunities and so much weird choices and like, I'm sorry, you're Lindsay Sands. You are a modern lady who I know has written a lot of books. Like you are not a non-popular author. Like people have read your books and what's with all this tis and thou bullshit? What's happening there? Why have we chosen to do that? I've read some of Lindsay Sands books and I feel like it didn't have any of that bullshit. So I don't know what was happening.
1: It's like, <laughs> what is going on
0: here? Uh, it was very like, I was like, did somebody else write this book under Lindsay Sands name?
1: It must've been.
0: Or did she write the first draft and somebody finished it?
1: I don't know. Cause there was two, a, a big, a big issue that I had, was, okay, so there's this beautiful moment where um, Charlie and uh, Radcliffe were together. I think it was after they had been married, or maybe before. And they were, like, talking about, like, what they should and shouldn't do, and the fact that they want to bang each other. So it was probably before they got married, et cetera, et cetera. And then he was like oh hey come here in a like let's bang kind of way and then she crosses half of the way and stands there in the statement of like i will meet you halfway but you also have to meet me halfway and it's like oh i can totally respect that in a person yes and he goes and meets her halfway and then they they are they celebrate that moment with yeah. sex and it's like this was very beautiful except like There wasn't a single moment in the book where Charlie was like, these are the things I can and can't do as a man that I can and can't do as a woman. And like how unfair society is because like people don't know me, but they think I'm a man so I can do anything the fuck that I want. Whereas my uncle is allowed to sell me. And like obviously modern audiences are picking up on those things. But like Charlie never had any feelings about it. So when she has this moment where she, like, stands up for herself, I'm like, is this something you had been thinking about this whole time? Have you not grown or learned things? Has it not been, like, a matter of, oh, I understand intellectually, like, how much more privileged men are, but having lived as a man, now I have concrete examples of it that I can tell people about? Like, there was none of that. And then and then there was she between the the cook the girl that ended up becoming the maid the puppies she was constantly collecting these people who who had been failed by society like society had failed these people and she was like rescuing them and it's sort of like you too have been failed by society because Everybody's perfectly fine with you being sold into marriage with someone that they know is going to murder you and they'll be like, oh, well, too bad, but there's nothing I can do about it because it's perfectly legal. So you two have been filled by society and there's never a moment where she's like, this is why I want these people around and like they can't stand up for themselves. And now that I am perceived in society as a man i can stand up for them and i want to do that because somebody should be able to stand up for me as well like none of that happened so when she had this moment i'm like okay that was cute i guess what
0: her sister characterizes that as is you care about everybody else but yourself you stand up for everybody else but yourself and i was like uh is that the lesson her
1: sister right because then that was epitomized her sister though That was epitomized as like, oh, now you're making choices about our dresses. And I'm like, really? Her sister
0: does learn that lesson, which is interesting because her sister is the one who is like watching, you know, watching Charlie have so much fun and going to places while she's sitting around at the house. And she's just like, I want to do those things. So when her sister's like, well, then it would be more fair if like, you know, one day you were dressed as a boy and one day I was dressed as a girl. And she was just like, it would be so she does that and she's just like oh my god that was great we turned in the jewels somewhere we went to the club and we got a little bit drunk and i got to talk to so many men about just stuff it was great and like she has a great time but when they have to switch back and forth like beth is a little bit more understanding of like the advantages of when it's an advantage to be a woman and when it's an advantage to be a man Beth is the one who gets how she can really manipulate the system that way. Um, Charlie is only concerned with hiding and making sure that they're safe. But Beth is like, no, 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 no. It's more fun to be a dude.
1: (laughs) Right. But then all these fun scenes that she has, we don't see them. them. Yeah
0: and we don't see Beth having or Charlie having fun as a guy either even though she is objectively having some fun it's just like all torture to her because she just wants to get it over with
1: Right. And then it's not until after they're married that it's like, oh, we used to have all these conversations about all these really interesting things. And now that he knows I'm a woman, he doesn't have these conversations with me anymore. I'm like, way to tell and not show. We didn't see a single one of those conversations, nor were they mentioned until this very moment.
0: We did not. We spent one day with her dressed up as a girl, maybe in one or two nights. And that was it. Yeah, And so we didn't see her have those kinds of feelings. They just immediately had sex. Which is like, so how did you even know you weren't having important conversations?
1: (laughs) You were were getting your brains fucked out. (laughs) (laughs) You were getting kissed by three different men at the same ball.
0: So it seems like, which was super fun. I I really enjoyed her conversation with Jeremy about that. And he's like, he's like, why did you kiss him? And she's like, to see what it was like and he's like why are you telling me this she's like because you wanted to know
1: (laughs) right and i did appreciate she's like all these men kissed me i only asked one of them to but these two other guys kissed me and now it's my fault like fucking what and that was fun and it was it was it was like a moment that i needed of her sort of like drawing attention to what it's like to be a woman so she can have this moment of standing up for herself and it was fairly funny but that was like the only instance well, and, of it otherwise i was like but it still wasn't oh, like self-reflective
0: it was just like stating a fact no so yeah you know so it, it wasn't part of her thought process it wasn't part of like the grander scheme it was just like here's just a true thing i'm stating out loud
1: mm-hmm.
0: it didn't help her to learn or grow or change her mind on anything else so anyway like oddly enough i found i found the hero to be great in this like i thought lord jeremy william radcliffe had a lot of potential as a human being
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and he was interesting he was he was dumb i was like uh oh, why can't you tell these two apart i feel like it's it would be obvious but <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no
0: i mean i mean that was that book really
1: that was that was the switch by Lindsay sands
0: something fabulous by alexis hall from the acclaimed author of Boyfriend Material comes a delightfully witty romance featuring a reserved Duke who's betrothed to one twin and hopelessly enamored of the other. Valentine Layton, the Duke of Malvern, has twin problems, literally. It was always his father's hope that Valentine would marry Miss Arabella Tarlington. But unfortunately, too many novels and an, irrepress- at an irrepressible age have caused her to grow up romantic so romantic that a marriage of convenience will not do, and after Valentine's proposal, she flees into the night, determined to never set eyes on him again. Arabella's twin brother, Mr. Bonaventure, Bonnie Tarlington, has also grown up romantic and and fully expects Valentine to ride out after Arabella and prove to her that he's not the cold-hearted cad he seems to be. Despite copious misgivings, Valentine finds himself at a pell-mell chase to Dover with Bonnie at his side. (coughs) bonnie is unreasonable overdramatic annoying and beautiful and being with him makes valentine question everything he thought he knew about himself about love and even about tarlington Uh, even about which tarlington he should be pursuing and that's what that book says it's about neil what was that book about
1: yes that is accurate that is accurate Okay, this, too, has, it's, an, it's an amazing premise. Um, so the... Oh, God, what's Valentine? Malvern's. Well, that's the title. Anyway, Valentine's family and Bonnie and Bella's family have been friends for generations. So their dads were like, wouldn't it be great if Valentine and Bella married each other? And since the dad has passed away and Valentine is now the Duke of Melbourne, he's like, oh, well, this is this was my dead father's wish, so I'm going to make it happen. He proposes to Bella and is basically just like, so, our families are friends. This will be... And, uh, also, in, in recent years, or like a generation or two, the the Tarltons are now impoverished. They have land, but that's kind of it. Um, and so then Valentine proposes to Bella and is basically just like, well, I am rich and affluent and our dads wanted us to get married. We should do that. And then Bella strikes practice poses, talks about how terrible he is, and then ends up fleeing into the night. So, uh, after being rejected, Valentine, uh, goes on a bender and is rudely awoken by Bella's, um, twin brother, Bonaventure, (laughs) Bonaventure is such a ridiculous name. Uh, he, but he goes by Bonnie and Bonnie's like, what did you do? Bella ran away. (laughs) And Valentine, who's such, such a grumpopotamus, was like, I proposed to her, like, it's not my fault," she said. No, she was very rude about it. <laughs> and Bonnie's like, "Well, what did you do? propose to me the way you proposed to her?" And he's like, "I'm hungover in bed. Leave me the fuck alone." And Bonnie's like, "No!" um So then he like fakes the proposal, and Bonnie's like, "No, you should have said these things." Okay, we have to go after her now. And he's like, "Oh fuck!" So then it's them like chasing Bella across the countryside. Because because Bella left a note to Bonnie saying that she's running away to America. Oh,
0: just just that this she's is, running this is, away and to never think of her again, and and he's like, <laughs> well, obviously I'm going to think of you again. And she's like, I, he's like, I think she's going to America. <laughs> and Bella's like, you.
1: Think? Because that's the most dramatic thing <laughs> yeah. we can think of, and this is also Regency era. This is actually, actually. Regency era. Um. So yeah, so that's the book. And I'm not going to get into a lot of like the plot points. Um, because
0: it's, it's essentially, <laughs> it starts out as a, um, as a sort of uh, odd couple road trip is I think a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah. And,
1: and they come across Bella a few <laughs> times and each time it goes worse and worse and worse. And Valentine sort of like learns something. He progresses on his, his character arc, which we'll get into. Um. But it's just, this book was, it was so, so good. good.
0: It was so fucking good. This book
1: was so good. A darling
0: I, misadventures all along the way with like, and I think that the author's note at the very top says um, almost all the characters in this book are queer.
1: <laughs> which is yes. true. We have like we see like two straight three, three straight people yeah. the whole book.
0: And it's so, which is just amazingly lovely. And and it, all the adventures that they have along the way are fucking hilarious in part because oh. of Valentine's own inability to perceive, perceive queerness
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: like, these the- two ladies who live together how nice for them in their dotage to have something pleasant like,
1: they're, they're both so beautiful it's such a shame no man has come and married them <laughs> I like to one uh, of one of the few criticisms I have about this book. I like to call that the lesbian cottage scene, and I it went on way too long.
0: It did. It did go on too long. But okay, the charades bit was one I laughed so hard out loud. <laughs> the, the playing charades, but this was so funny because so it's it's Mrs. Fairfax and oh uh, I can't uh I can't remember the other, the other one.
1: one like Calloway yeah, or, or something. Mrs.
0: Fairfax and Mrs. Calloway and mrs fairfax is like this artsy writer and miss calloway is, like very like forthright and thinking and miss fairfax is like i want to play charades miss calloway's like oh god no 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 one will ever guess what she's thinking <laughs> and so her clue is who murdered all the chickens <laughs> And like, everybody's like, who murdered all the chickens? Okay, maybe this is some sort of like, maybe you mix up the letters and it gets you the name. Like, what is it? And then she comes up with, she's like, it's Claudius. And they're like, Claudius? From Hamlet. And she's like, Hamlet's uncle? What does that mean? And she's like, murder most foul. And laughed so fucking hard. <laughs>
1: and for like a really long time. <laughs> Uh, because what's better than a dad joke a lesbian dad joke I
0: could not stop laughing it was so fucking funny
1: can i read to you my absolute favorite line in the whole book you complete arse wait i like arses you you complete something (laughs) i don't like mustard you complete jar of mustard
0: (laughs) i would say like this is quite possibly one of the most romantic books we've ever read.
1: Like, okay, oh. so
0: there's this fucking. So they've been chasing Arabella all across the country. They're very tired. And, and Peggy, and Peggy, Peggy, which is Arabella's who, lover, who
1: likes to dress, who likes to dress as a boy right, but sometimes, just some, just but sometimes.
0: just sometimes. Um. Oh, but when she's dressed as a boy, she is a boy. Like, like in her, like, but yes, not all the time.
1: Peggy, who is yes, a, boy Peggy sometimes. a boy
0: sometimes, and it—it's just great. But so they've been chasing these two about the countryside, and they finally have something to eat. It's a bit of bread. Oh no, this is—it's earlier than that. Oh my god, I'm sorry. It's just there's this lovely scene with a bee where we get the first instance. Uh-oh. Cause Valentine is very precious. He doesn't like any bugs at all. Like, at all. And he is freaked out by little things that, like, get in his hair or anything. And so this bee flies into his hair. And he's like, get it out, get it out, get it out. And he starts freaking out. And Bonnie just very carefully comes over and just gets it out of his hair. And he's like, it wanted to sting me. And Bonnie's like, it didn't want to sting you. It wants to be alive. And it knows that stinging you would kill it. It just wanted to investigate you because you're like a flower. And after that, he refers to Valentine as flower all the time. And it it is very, it is one of the best earned nicknames in any of the books we've ever read. and And then after that, like, <laughs> uh valentine is saying like a much later time valentine is kind of arguing with bonnie about something and like telling bonnie who he thinks he is and you know bonnie yells back at him which is so great you don't understand bees and you don't understand me (laughs) 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 and and like But on the, like, and that was, it's just very good at keeping up with itself, this book, but there was just so many just incomparably sweet moments that were just so romantic. I mean, and there was so much, like, uh, the descriptions of the countryside and the water that they would swim in, the people around. It was all very pastoral while not being cliche. Oh, my God. It was just... Like like I I feel like I, it I was just I want to read a passage. Can I it's a long passage, but can I read it?
1: Yes, only if I get yes. to read one as well.
0: This is late late in the book, but it's still very good. Instead, he just reached down to where Bonnie still knelt at his feet and cupped his cheek, struck by the way a lover's beauty could be at once so familiar and so endlessly new. He noticed, of course, the dance of freckles across the bridge of Bonnie's nose. But that particular freckle, the one nestled a little higher than its fellows, its color a little darker, too, as if wished to assert itself. And Bonnie's smile, the one he knew surely so well, but what of the two little brackets that curved on the corners of his lips when he did? The smile of his smile. And his eyes, how long and how often had Valentine gazed into Bonnie's eyes? Were they not now his favorite shade of blue? But what of their greens? The clandestine little flecks that danced for only the most devoted watcher in the rarest of lights. And like, I I mean, and the, the important part about that paragraph is it mirrors the first paragraph where we see Bonnie because Valentine wakes up and he's drunk and he's like upset and he's staring at this young man who's yelling at him and he's like, I, you know, I know this guy, but in this light, I see these two little brackets on either side of his mouth that are very endearing, even though I, I can't understand what endearing is right now because I'm drunk and the little freckles that splatter over his face, how how annoyingly absurd and wonderful they are like, and it's just like, it's just such a perfect, lovely description of falling in love with somebody and seeing all the beautiful parts of them.
1: Mm. Mm. That's so sweet. I like to read a passage as well. It's considerably shorter. Somehow they had fallen through the cracks of time caught in a silver haze between night and day. The world's shadow softened and star dusted. Oh, it was just, it was so beautiful. So, okay, let's get into like plotty things ish. Well, not so much plot, like, because this isn't really about the plot. It's about like Valentine's character arc. And so basically, um, he is very prim he's very like i have spent my entire life cultivating my reputation by not being too much of anything not too little of anything i'm what everybody expects me to be i do what is expected of me all that all that you know all that stuff that we want from from this sort of love interest and basically the course of the book it's not it's it's not even about him discovering himself, but discovering that there is a world, there's an entire world of possibility and choices outside of what he had expected. Like he didn't even know that being queer was an option. And when he finds out that it is, he, he like, he feels betrayed by society. He, he feels that he's been, that something very important has been kept from him his entire life. And now he's like, well, what the fuck do I do about it? And there's this really great scene where he like reacts to it by being, um, I think it's the scene where he catches Peggy going down on Bella and he reacts to it by like being really angry because he's, because he's hurt, because he's jealous because he feels cheated. And it's like, he has the self-reflective moment where he's like, well, everybody thinks I'm the bad guy in this situation, but does, does nobody realize that I, I feel equally lost and it, it's, it's so beautiful. So he, he like basically learns to like, just like be himself and to accept people for who they are. This really beautiful way. It's it's done very well. He has these like back steps, and he doesn't always react to it in a mature way. But when he does, it's it makes sense. And then parts of it are like. The severity of it is undercut by the constant humor of the book. So, like, even when he's being a bit of a dick, you still, you still feel for him because everything is from his perspective. So you, like, understand, even when he doesn't understand his feelings, we, the reader, understand all of his feelings. And we're just like, oh, you poor guy. Like... Oh, just like just like keep at it, I promise. Um, and so, like I said, they keep running, they keep catching up to Bella and Peggy, and each time she's said more and more terrible things about him, um and she's acting like the heroine of a romance novel. and I really loved there was this really great dynamic in this book of like who is in a Gothic romance and who is not, even though they exist exist together in the same world, like um, Bella is Bella and Bonnie. Just they like, throw themselves about everywhere. Like they can't just sit down. They just throw themselves into chairs. Whereas like Peggy is like much more even keel. Like much more. And Peggy is very much like Bella is who she is. And I know she's probably gonna fall in love with somebody else. And I'm and like I'm gonna lose what we have. But like I'm enjoying what we have, and that's okay with me for now. And then there's a the part where they run into this guy that that um. Bella has convinced that like Valentine is is the 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 worst villain to have ever existed so he insults him and they challenge each other to a duel and this guy's friend is like what do you do you can't shoot a duke <laughs> also we don't know how duels work what are you talking about and he keeps trying this friend keeps trying to like get them out of it uh, he was it was so funny um so yeah it's this really beautiful journey of Valentine discovering himself and and just like learning that there are different ways to exist different ways to be it's very very beautiful Um, and then the ending I was a little disappointed with the ending um, for two reasons one like he learns he learns the way that he treats people is because of his privilege and he like apologizes for that and understands why that that is not okay which is great but then like Everything is always his fault, and Bella has a never never has a moment where she has to apologize to anyone, um, which I wish had happened because she was like, like Peggy was going to follow her yeah. to America. Knowing that Bella was probably going to fall in love with someone else and then just like leave her and like Bella was just like abandoning her brother and yes it was to escape in her eyes this like terrible fate and I understand that but like I wish there had been like there's a part where Bella turns to to Vincent it's like it's not about you not everything is about you and I really wish that Valentine had said yes that's fair but it's not all about you either it's about the people that we love. So I, I wish there had been a little bit more well, of that. I mean,
0: especially because the very last time that they talk before the end um, is in the field after he's been chasing her down because she's running. And, like, she's running from him for a good reason that she thinks. Um and he is crazy when he's running after her because he's tired he's just done chasing this lady he falls into a pond his hair is full of tadpoles he fucking hates that he doesn't he's like feels <laughs> gross and dumb and awful and he's in love with a man that he that society won't let him be in love with he doesn't know what to do he's learning all these new things everything's gone crazy he just needs to explain to this lady uh, we're both trapped in this situation. Let's talk it out. That's all he wants to do, and she won't listen. And he mm-hmm. literally says, well, "Just give me a moment to talk to you." And she says, and she shoots him. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And I think like there, there's also, I mean when she's not being the very top of a gothic romance novel, she does have some exceedingly salient points, which is like, I have no rights in this world, and you have all of them, no matter what, that is always true. And like, I can say no to you as much as I want, and it just, like, there's no good options for me. Like, I say no to you, and I'm ruined for having said no to a duke like who does that I say no to you and my brother and I are poor forever because my brother's never going to marry anybody because he is overtly broadly gay (laughs) and so it is up to me to do that but I don't want to and I can't and I'm upset about it and like if I give you a moment to talk to me about it you're gonna talk me into it because I have no better choices So yes, I want to run away. And I also, and somebody in like, I think Bonnie talks to him about this too. It's like, what does talk mean to a man of privilege like you? Talk could easily mean I'm going to overpower you with my physical being. You are like six and a half feet tall and she is five and a half feet tall. Like, what Mm -hmm. exactly do you think, like, if you grab her, you will break her, even if it is just to slow her down. Like, what exactly do you feel like you do not have to be afraid of? Like, she can, there is nothing in this world for her that can make this better. And that all makes complete sense. But you do just want a moment where she calms down and she sees those things, too. That he's, Mm -hmm. you know, like, that he's also trapped. That he's also, like, I mean... And you do have, of course. She's still right that even if he decided to stay closeted and never marry, he's fine. (laughs) Nobody's going to care that even if he didn't stay closeted, even if he was a little bit more open, he's a fucking duke. Um, Mm -hmm. What what is the world going to do to him? And so, so I would have liked a small moment with her where she could apologize and also listen and open up and grow a little bit, but also where it's like, we could just have a calm moment with her because we see her frantic mm-hmm. the entire time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, The other thing, the other critique that I have and like, this is this actually really frustrated me is so um, Bella shoots him in the shoulder, and he recovers. She realized that she's taken things too far, so she goes to his mother's house. He and Bonnie recoup in uh, the hunting lodge of Sir Horley, who I just want to bring up, because they keep running into him, and he's like, oh yes, this mysterious fiancé of yours that I've never seen, but you're always with this very attractive young man. And then it, it, it it's it's so funny because it's not until the end when Valentine's like just leave me alone. And so Hurley's like, no, why would I do that? We're yeah. friends. And Valentine's like, wait, are we? Oh, oh shit. Why did that happen? Um,
0: I loved that so, so much.
1: It's so good. So Valentine recovers, uh, goes back to his mother's house to, um, talk to Bella. At this point, he and, he and, um, Bonnie have had a falling out because Bonnie's like, I, I want you all to myself. And Valentine's like, well, no, I have to marry somebody. I'm a Duke. I have a title that I have to pass on. And like, I love you very much. And I want to be with you for the rest of my life. But I have to marry somebody and have a child. um, So so Bonnie has run away. And now he he's finally talking to, to Bella. But before he does that, he talks to his mom. And he sort of like breaks down and is like, Oh my god! Like this, these are all the feelings I've been feeling. I'm in love with this guy. I don't know what to do. Like Bella doesn't want to marry me, but like I wanted. Like this was important to Dad, and I love him, and I miss him, and like I feel like it's my duty to respect this this wish. And I don't like what are we going to do with the title? Blah blah blah. And the mom's basically just like, you don't have to do any of that. Like, you you marrying Bella was just, like, a nice idea that the, that your father and her father had. Like, nobody really expects you to hold up to that. And it's like, well, but then they'll be ruined. And she's like, well, just give her a dowry and, like, buy the estate and, like, have them and sell it back to them. And it's like, well, what about what about the title? And she's like, well, you have a cousin who's already married with a couple kids. Just, like, let him have it. So it was just, like, it would have been one thing if, like, they had this conversation and then immediately after that, he went through like this whole doom spiral, not doom spiral, but this like crisis of self and sort of like, well does anything mean anything anymore and like this is this is what i have lived my life on and that that too has been a lie and now i have to reflect on this but that moment didn't happen that was just like oh now you have the green light too so then on on some level it felt like none of it mattered yeah because if he had talked to his mom at the beginning and she'd be like yeah just do whatever you want I want you to be happy then like none of this would have happened and that's really frustrating to me I think
0: I would have appreciated if honestly I would have appreciated it more if she was just like just very old and like really couldn't hear what he was saying anymore and just sort of accepted Mm -hmm. the world around her so we wouldn't have to have the conversation with her anyway and if like I'd honestly liked it much better if his valet and him had had this exact same conversation.
1: Yeah, Periwinkle? so
0: Periwinkle is his valet, and it was oh, like their reunion was the most romantic reunion of a platonic relationship ever.
1: <laughs> Periwinkle is his mom, yes! essentially.
0: And Periwinkle comes in, and is like, Periwinkle oh my frets God, over your him. Cravat is on! Isn't even on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't put a cravat on him. He's he's recovering from a bullet wound. It's not on his neck. He could still wear a yeah. cravat. And then and then when he looks over
0: at Bonnie and he's like, who is your valet? He is doing you no service. And he's like, well, I don't have one. He's like, well, that changes. <laughs> like he's immediately like, well, I'm your valet now. And that's how that works. And it was like, well, now they're married. Because this man is both of their valets. So they yes. have to be
1: Yeah, I almost... I almost wish that the mom had been dead, too. or if. So that, he, so that he felt the burden from her as well. So that when they had the conversation with the valet acting as sort of the paternal maternal figure that they could have yeah, talked through and it then. They, and if it was the valet
0: yeah. who had said it, like it would be coming from the voice of somebody who had been in the world and in a, it, it mm-hmm. been in the world in a way none of these other people are in the world because he sees both the rich and the poor he sees both like both classes and he's like no this is what you do this is what is done like you are not the first gay man ever
1: <laughs> 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 like, you're not the first gay duke ever yeah, surprise FYI, surprise
0: and like and not to mention like Horrington was that his name like <laughs> Horley.
1: Horley Sir, Sir Horley, Horley
0: like is It's also an example of how he could have you know like rearranged his life i feel like he could have Mm -hmm. learned these lessons by watching and talking to specific people i didn't like it coming Mm -hmm. from the voice of his mom
1: yeah yeah and i i like i understand the the scene at the lesbian cottage was about like it was very much him seeing an example of like, oh, if you just like step outside of society with a person that you love, you can still be perfectly happy. Granted, he was tied to a chair at the time, so his priorities were a little skewed. But yeah, I agree. I wish that he had learned the different pieces to this perfect solution f- from different yeah. characters. And I wish like... I, and I, and because Because also, then the lesson is coming from yes. queer people. It's not coming from one of the few straight people right. that we see. And I
0: would have... Also, like so much for like them, him and Bonnie to still have had that argument, for Bonnie to still have walked away and still be upset, mm-hmm. and for our man to have this crisis of faith alone in London with his like fiance living with him and his like half dead mother, like and him just like watching Arabella like sadly and quietly like walk the halls, and him realizing. Mm-hmm oh, this isn't good either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think, I think if he had come to it himself with all the different pieces that he learned, I think it would have probably been better. Mm-hmm. Especially if I he agree. had reached out to his new gay friend, friends all by himself. And was mm-hmm. like, here's the lessons mm-hmm. I've learned. How do I synthesize them?
1: oh my god oh my god a scene where he has a dinner party and it's sir horley periwinkle and the uh-huh. lesbians and peggy and, and peggy. it's just like what do i do <laughs> and peggy peggy was great peggy and um bella are the next Peggy book. was
0: also super great because i mean she uh shoots guns she rides horses she deals with cows she's a cow lady <laughs>
1: She knows more about dueling than the I Duke. I know she does. had to be the
0: Duke's second just because nobody else knew what to do.
1: <laughs> and yeah,
0: Bonnie was like, I am was, not gonna be your second because I don't want to see you do this.
1: <laughs> oh, so good. No, it was But yeah, it it's a it's a very wonderful book. And it's so funny because when you sent the link to go buy it there was a little thing that's like, you bought this book, blah, blah, blah. And I do you know what I think it was after we read the other Alexis Hall book. I was like, I'm going to love pretty much everything this writer writes. Saw that one, saw Gay Regency. And I was like, I'm just going to buy it for when I can read it for fun. So I already owned the book. That is book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I'm glad I finally got to read it. It was worth it. Oh, it's so good. And just like, the, the joke the jokes do not they stop they're like little little gems just scattered everywhere oh I God. immediately
0: was like I want to see this in a movie I want to see this play I want to like see this musical mm-hmm. like I think this is this is great there's so much about this that is just so wonderful
1: I want to see the mini yes uh-hmm Mm-hmm. each each episode ends with them finally finding Bella again and then the thing that goes wrong and then it leads into the next episode
0: <laughs> Bella runs away again. like
1: he gets kidnapped by the lesbians and then the next episode is him sitting while they're all playing yeah. charades <laughs> <laughs> so good so good um, that's really all I that's had That
0: too, honestly
1: Okay, Yay. great. Well, that was something fabulous by Alexis Hall. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready?
0: I'm ready. Let's play Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary kill. Ready? Let's play Fuck Mary. Yeah. Fuck Mary kill. Fuck Mary kill. Fuck Mary
1: kill.
0: Fuck Mary kill. Fuck Mary kill. Are you ready? Fuck Mary,
1: Mary kill. Mary <laughs> <Kills>. <laughs> Claire. Are you ready?
0: Ah, no, never. But let's do it.
1: (laughs) Okay, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? No,
0: you have to go first because I'm not ready.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay, um, Claire. Fuck, Mary. kill. Beth. Peggy. Or the uh, lesbians, and I'm. I feel very bad that I've forgotten their name. Keep keep, keep talking, and I'll find the it.
0: Lesbians,
1: <laughs> because it's in my mind that whole scene is just the lesbian cottage. I know.
0: Um, oh, all right. Okay, so Beth, Peggy, or the lesbians. Well, I'm gonna marry Peggy because she can do anything, and she's so much fun. <laughs> Um, And I mean, the very first thing we really actually see of her is eating out Beth, is eating out, um, not Beth, obviously not Beth, Bella, Bella. as we see her eating out Bella. And so it's just... It's so much fun. I liked her so much. She was Mm -hmm. such a supportive character. I like when she kind of got what was happening between Valentine and Bonnie, she was just like, oh my God, okay, so we have to get Bella to chill out. And and Bella's like, you're a traitor as well! And then she like swoons off somewhere else. And Mm -hmm. she's like, ugh. Look, Arabella's a lot, but I love her. (laughs) And it's it's just it's so cute so i don't know i mean she seems like a lot of fun i would absolutely marry her um i'm gonna fuck the twins not the twins jesus i'm going to fuck (laughs) the lesbians (laughs)
1: Miss Fairfax and Miss Evans. Good job,
0: Miss Fairfax and Miss Evans. One, because they sound beautiful. but I don't want to mess up their lives. I I don't think they're accepting a permanent third. They've got a gorgeous little cottage. They're having a great time. But I think... And a whole day date with them where we have a brunch mm-hmm. and we talk, we go for a ramble, we come back, we have a luxuriously long dinner, a dessert with wine. I would play that game of charades with her. I don't care how hard it is. That seems hilariously fun just to find out exactly what the fuck she's talking about.
1: And then having uh-huh. one of them one of them writes, one of them is an artist, so you can just have like Part time yes. by the fire,
0: fun, fun uh, sex times all night, and then there's gonna be a bath because it's lesbians, and then like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and isn't there like a stream right by their house? So it'll be, f- it'll be fresh, fresh yes, stream water, yes.
0: and then like I would leave them uh, and go off on the rest of my adventures, you know. But oh, uh, yeah, like fun.
1: Oh Kent, yeah. what a
0: fun gay place, Kent is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a line where bonnie's like i don't know any unimaginary people i'm from Surrey. <laughs>
0: well and i like valentine at one point is like is everybody like this in kent and bonnie
1: is kent what's doing it to and bonnie's
0: you he's like yes it's the mushrooms <laughs>
1: And then Valentine, like, he
0: knows, he knows Bonnie is joking, but he kind of looks a at one of the mushrooms.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good. Um, I would do the same things. I would marry Peggy. Peggy is great. Peggy is, I, one of my favorite tropes is, like, the, the voice of reason While everybody's being really dramatic But in a funny way Like oh god it's so good Anyway so I'm going to marry Peggy I'm going to fuck Miss Fairfax and Miss Evans And I'm going to kill Beth I don't want to kill Beth Beth sounded like she was having way more fun as a boy Than Charlie ever did um, and, and Thomas The guy she ended up with He sounded perfectly lovely um, So I feel bad But thumbs the brakes your turn Claire
0: always and I'm never quite prepared it's just the way of it Um,
1: insert elevator music here
0: okay well this isn't a good one but it's what's happening so (laughs) (laughs)
1: like one of these
0: books (laughs) so fuck Mary, kill uh valentine bonnie Mm -hmm.
1: or radcliffe Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to fuck Bonnie. Um he, he sounds like he's really good at it and I feel like it'd be very connective even there's that scene where he was like having the romp with the stable boy for the like he was like oh well fuck you if you tell us where my sister went kind of thing but like he was like and then I get fucked out of it um it seemed like even even though it was like very casual and in some ways transactional it was still very just like nice and and like connective um so yeah I'm gonna fuck Bonnie I think I'm gonna marry Valentine like at the end when he like has has come into himself as a person. He sounded very attractive uh being the unofficial husband of a duke sounds nice. Um but also just like he also was so funny. He was so funny. Um his his zingers like when he and he and Bonnie would like rib each other it was it was it was really funny. Um there's a there's a point where Valentine was like wait a second, are you flirting with me? And Bonnie's like, right now? And Valentine's like, in general. And Bonnie's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I flirt with everyone. And Valentine's like, oh, oh, uh, 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 um, so yeah, uh, it sounds great. Um, Bonnie can be there too, so I'll marry Valentine, but we'll still keep Bonnie around. It'll be great. Um, and then I'm gonna kill Radcliffe. I don't want to. He seemed nice. Um, He seemed, he seemed willing to accept the fact that maybe his sexuality wasn't what he thought it was. Um, he, he also like wanted to protect people. And there's a point where like, when Beth turns to Charlie and is like, how the fuck are you in love with this guy? He's like the coldest man in the world. And, um... Charlie's like well no he's like Taking in all these runaways and Beth's like Begrudgingly and Charlie's like well yeah Because he feels like he has to but like He could have said no he could have said no To Bessie the maid he could have Said no to the puppies he could have said no To the cook and her kids but He didn't he said yes to everything because he he Also wants to look after people And Beth was like oh Yeah marry him um, So He seemed great I just wish The book had been more about him and then also I feel bad killing yeah. him.
0: No, I think it's the same. I'm going to kill Radcliffe. I think he's just kind of a dummy too. I, I don't know. Like he's, he's not my favorite romantic hero. Um, I didn't really find him all that romantic either. Like he didn't really have to try to earn her love, which was also a little mm-hmm. upsetting. He was just a very nice man. like really he's a very nice man who was kind of going through a crisis of self that was averted at the last minute (laughs) 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 good I never have to think about boys again (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but so yeah so I think I'm gonna kill him but only because you know he just doesn't hold a candle to Valentine Mm -hmm. and Bonnie I think Bonnie would be a bit much for me as a human being. I think, yes. <laughs> I don't think I could have Bonnie all the time. Um, but yeah, I think he'd be a really good fuck. And I think he'd be a lot of fun. And he's also funny and he's also humble in just all the right moments, mm-hmm. um, which I also appreciate. Yeah. And I mean, he loves his sister. He genuinely loves his sister. That is a familial love that was genuine and true and felt really nice. And mm-hmm. I think Valentine, after he's figured himself out, uh, would be great to be married to. Um, he is very mm-hmm. giving. He's a very generous human being. Uh, he's very stuck up, um, and I don't
1: think that's going to
0: change. Which is, I think, kind of lovely when you read through a whole book and the person changes a lot, but there's still these like dark, ugly parts of themselves that they're just they're just there forever. <laughs> He's always going yeah. to be too fastidious and a little bit of a snob. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I like
0: that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not yeah. in human normally, but I mean, out of all the things you could be, I will marry him. So
1: great. And of all out of all the characters, Claire,
0: uh, I you know, I think it's me and Peggy like. <laughs>
1: And, and Peggy. Peggy, I
0: just liked her so much. So she was, she was great. Fun. She was really smart. She was even-headed. Like I liked her. So I think I'm gonna marry her. Um, I think, um, I think I'm still gonna fuck Bonnie because
1: mm-hmm. so much fun.
0: So much fun to be had there. So much fun. Yes. Um, and I think I'm gonna kill, uh, the the blackmailer because if i could just excise oh, that whole yeah. part from that book i think that book is his be name better. norwich goodbye norwich. norwich
1: goodbye norwich Even um, the
0: human traffic trafficking madam i'm going to keep over the
1: <laughs> <laughs> because that actually mattered yeah. a little bit <laughs> good 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 Um, I'm also going to fuck Bonnie. It seems like a a wonderful time. And um, it was so really, it was really cute too, because um, I I think it, it pretty strongly hinted to the fact that Valentine is demisexual and that like, he never, he'd never even been interested in sex before and not because like, Oh, because Bonnie's the one, but because like, because they had a relationship and he got the, he took the time to get to know him and like that led to his sexual feelings so he was very inexperienced and he's like oh eating bonnie's ass yeah i'll just do that all day and bonnie's like well we can do other things and valentine's like there are other things
0: <laughs> i like when he was confronted with a dildo he's like what is that and he's like oh come on you recognize the shape of this i don't recognize oh my god i know what that is
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah so i feel like i feel like Every time you have sex with Bonnie, it's like never the same twice. It's adventurous. It's playful. It's sometimes very funny, sometimes very sweet and romantic. And So yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, Who I'm going to marry is a four-way tie. (laughs) I can't help myself. Uh, I cannot decide between Valentine or Peggy or Miss Evans and Miss Fairfax together. Or the friend of the guy that tried to have the duel (laughs) with Valentine, who's just like, What are you doing? We, well, no, 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 we can't have a duel. We don't even have guns. And then the guy's like, I keep guns in my carriage. And he's like, Why do you keep guns in your carriage? What's wrong with you? He was
0: able and Stokes to have a conversation with each other. (laughs) uh,
1: Yes. Oh, I want them to like. I don't know if I want them to end up together or to just be besties or like yeah. cousins? cousins. They're cousins. They're cousins. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, so yeah, I, I can't decide who I'm going to marry and I, I don't no. think I have to. Anyway, um, and then I'm going to kill Carland, which was the man that Charlie was meant to marry who kept accidentally killing, maybe accidentally killing all of his wives simply because I wish that he had been gone so we could have spent more time with Norwich because the bastard son of a king plotting murder to get inheritances to me is so much more interesting. And if we didn't have to worry about Carland, maybe Norwich could have found some room in there to like make sense. Yes. That's my that's my very hopeful yeah, thinking. that thing. sounds great. <laughs> and the book's clear. Um,
0: yeah, so I'm gonna kill the switch. Uh, so much promise not fulfilled so much Uh, promise not fulfilled it's so frustrating and all the tizzes and the whatever's fuck you um
1: (laughs) good Syrah.
0: something fabulous absolutely marrying this book like I I, I've I've sincerely thought maybe I should just buy the hardback like the paperback copy and keep it because I like it so much Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. I'm going to do the same. I like... Again, I'm not killing... I mean... I'm killing the Switch in part because it's not well-written. Um... Also in part because it was like such a letdown. Like the pre- the premise is so good. When it got to the point that they were like, oh, we're just going to keep switching who's the brother and who's the sister so that we can find husbands at the same time. I'm like, this, this sounds yes. amazing. And then it just felt, it fell so flat and I'm so disappointed. There were things, like I said, the things that I appreciated like that, that, um, uh, Radcliffe was so enamored of Charlie that regardless of which gender she, which sibling she was being he was like drawn to her like that to me is very romantic and sweet that it's not about like them it's about her very specifically who comes in a who's always in a set of two so like and I wish more attention had been yeah. drawn to that I wish that he had told that to her I like I, I wish that had been part of him confessing his love to her of just like it was always you, whichever sibling you were. I was always, if he was like, oh, and then on this day you were you were the sister, right, when we were making out. But on that other day you were the brother. Yeah, it's like I was always attracted to you. And not, because there's this whole thing too where, she, where because she's playing Beth when she's a woman. And I don't know how they expected Beth to marry two different men. But anyway, um, that they would kiss and then he would say Beth and she's like, oh, he's not in love with me. He's in love with Beth. He's attracted to Beth, so for him to be able to say like it was always you, regardless of what whether you were wearing a dress or or a jacket, like it was always you, just you for yeah. who you are. I but that moment never happened again. Just like missed opportunities. Yeah. So I mean, many missed opportunities. Almost
0: happened. It got so close because he was like because they're talking about the different times things has happened and he was like oh yeah no that was Mm -hmm. that day because you know that was the day you and I made out and she's like oh so you knew it was me well I didn't know it was you then but no I know now and she's like oh and I didn't have to explain it and I'm like oh no keep going with that that's the romantic part yeah
1: (laughs) right anyway so I am going to kill it 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 will be quick and painless this book did not infuriate me the way some of our other books have it 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 will I I wish this book to die peacefully in its <laughs> sleep um and then I'm also marrying something fabulous like it was so good again I wish I wish the ending had been different well the the very very end is he proposes to Bonnie using the exact things that Bonnie said he should have said yeah. to Bella because that's what Bonnie wanted to hear and he remembered them all and said them and it was yeah. very beautiful so that but the the whole bit with the mom like I I I feel... Frustrated by that. But other than that, this book was so good. It was so much fun to read. It was such a joy to read. And I want to marry it. <sighs> <sighs> Le
0: Sai. Sigh.
1: Le sigh.
0: But now it's time for our favorite game.
1: It's time for our favorite game. Christine. Christine. Yes! yes. Okay, I, I imagine you're going to get it very quickly. Okay,
0: imagine away. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> um, one of these has the parenthetical that I will not read okay. because it will give it away. So I will read that after we've guessed. Okay. But next, we ooh, that's a good author name. I just saw the author name. Okay, um, <laughs> next time we are reading The Princess and the Evil Queen by Lola Andrews and mistress to the beast by eve vaughn that name sounds familiar have we read eve vaughn before
0: you might have
1: (laughs) also if you say eve vaughn fast enough it sounds like you're saying the name Yvonne. yvonne yvonne anyway it would be um, equally
0: funny if we made that joke before, in addition to having. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I wouldn't put it past this. Okay, sorry, I was distracted. The Princess and the Evil Queen by Lola Andrews and Mistress to the Beast by Eve Vaughn.
0: Is it, is it Beauty and the Beast? No. Is it Disney?
1: No. You're, Christine. You're on the right path.
0: Okay. Um oh I want to say something like um evil stepmothers or something that have cursed them Yes
1: in this yes. direction, fairy- in this direction. think think broader
0: fairy tales
1: yes oh, it's retellings okay. of fairy tales
0: alright alright all yes.
1: Right. Yes. so to give the full titles obviously Mistress to the Beast is a retelling of Beauty and the Beast Right. and then the other one is The Princess and the Evil Queen a lesbian romance retelling of the classic fairy tale Snow White
0: oh yeah. wow and they I somehow
1: like found books that are almost the exact same number of pages one of them is, exact, <laughs> is one page longer than the other
0: oh my Aww, goodness nice <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. Um yeah, I I I'm really curious with this like Snow White Evil Queen Lesbian Romance thing. It's either gonna be icky or amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, thank you, Claire.
0: Oh well, thank you, Neil.
1: Thank you, Christine.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Christine.
1: Thank you, listeners.
0: Thank you so much, listeners.
1: You are some of our favorite people. Please, if you like what we do, spread the word, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Word of mouth really does help us out. And if you are able to maybe kick us some money, uh, patreon.com slash fmklitpod. There's a link in the description because you have to put in the whole URL. It's hard to find us on Patreon because we say dirty words.
0: Dirty, dirty words. But of course we also understand like if hard times are hard times and...
1: Times um, is odd.
0: And you know you gotta scrimp and save we totally get it Mm -hmm. also it's pride month so if you are spending your money by buying a lot of lgbtq romance books to keep those lgbtqia plus romance authors in the business well i can't fault you for that
1: no but please give the money to actual queer writers and not straight ladies writing gay male romance thank you thank you don't don't be like us (laughs) Uh, Thank you, authors.
0: Thank you so much, authors. Like, we realize that we sometimes tear these books to shreds. Yeah. But we also pay for them, so...
1: they're both successful writers. Yeah. They're, they're Our fine. opinions mean nothing to them. It's fine.
0: Absolutely nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they,
0: yeah, absolutely nothing. And I, yeah. I don't think we've ever picked any authors that are like those kind of authors who go on Twitter and are like, if you give me a one star review on Goodreads, why did you even bother you vicious cunt? I mean, I don't think they say cunt because it's still Twitter. Who does this? But I don't, I, there are authors out there who do that. Oh my goodness. I know. They're the worst. Oh yeah. we should read their books
1: yes <laughs> and then say bad things about them i deservedly. wish I could give this zero stars we will we will say bad things deservedly not just for the fun right. of it
0: oh no no but yeah. we'll go in expecting we're going to
1: oh yeah 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 yeah. oh the, there are books that i we've both picked that i'm like this is going to be fucking this terrible be shit. this is going to be a hot mess. <laughs> Oh, goodness um, I guess that's all we have left to say other than if you can do so safely
0: uh, and consensually
1: and wearing the clothing of whichever sibling you feel like being that day
0: while running wildly <laughs> through Kent
1: Keep fucking Bucky.